Idaho. Come on, where is it? Dave, it's your Idaho Central app here. Any chance you're missing a debit card? Let's get that taken care of for you. With ICCU's card control, you can turn any card off with the tap of your finger. You got it. And back on again. Ow, 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 ow. The closest Idaho Central Credit Union branch is in your pocket. Ooh, the gym. Mold stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now nah, the kicker's probably taller and in a lot better shape. So, okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Oh, no. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, BJ Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing? Happy Friday, Boise State fans. Welcome on into a live edition of Bronco Nation News Live. We're going to get you set for the game tomorrow. Danny Sprinkle, the Utah State head coach. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday and a uh, great guy. I think you guys are really going to enjoy the interview and and uh, the Mountain West has a lot of really good coaches and I enjoyed catching up with Danny Sprinkle and we'll play that interview uh, here in a little bit. We're going to talk to Jay Tuss as well. Get you set for the game tomorrow night in Logan. It's Super Bowl weekend 
Nation. You got Jeff Dunham in town tonight. I hope everybody's excited and going to have a, a good weekend uh, here in Boise. There's a lot going on. Obviously, the game in Logan tomorrow. You got Boise State softball kicking off their season today. Good luck to Coach Schultz and them. They start at about uh, 1030, I believe, against Northwestern. You got uh, the women's team in action. So a lot going on. And uh, appreciate you guys for starting off your Friday with us here at Bronco Nation News. Dot com. We bring in our man, Jay Tuss, sports director over at KTVB. There he is. Jay, uh, happy Friday to you, man. How's it going? Happy Friday, bud. It's going good. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. One of those uh, one of those mornings where I uh, couldn't sleep. You reluctantly get up early, but then when nine o'clock hits and you've already had a productive day, you're you're uh, you're feeling good. So uh, excited to be up and at them today and a little snow out there getting the kids to the uh, the bus stop today, though. So I wasn't man. expecting it to the snow to be back. It was uh, about a week and a half ago. It was like 60 in the city of trees. And now we've had snow in the forecast twice since then. So welcome to springtime in Boise, I guess. So yeah, you know, it yeah. is what I, it is. I hadn't even uh, looked at the weather forecast, but hopefully driving down to Logan tomorrow won't be any kind of issues. We'll have to uh, have to wait and see. But uh, as I said, we're going to hear from Danny Sprinkle. Uh, we're going to talk mostly about the basketball game uh, tomorrow night. But uh, Jay did want to briefly start with football today we had signing day on wednesday i have a short little package i want to play in a second that i already put on twitter uh from a community service event yesterday but uh any takeaways uh before we get to basketball from uh spencer danielson bush hamden eric chenander's press conference on wednesday um that i mean all the all the heavy lifting was done i i think a, a big takeaway for me is what they did at the wide receiver position and, and they went they were really aggressive about upgrading that spot and you know, you consider that they lost Eric McAllister to the transfer portal. He was a really explosive player. I think this team really missed Latrell Caples last year. One thing they need to get out of that wide receiver position is, is being more dynamic after the catch, at least in my opinion. Um, I, I think they kind of struggled a little bit in that area, getting that extra credit yardage after you catch the rock. Ashton Genty was one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country, uh, after contact and after the catch. But they need more than just him. So, I think Cam Camper is going to be legit. Um, you know, Chris Marshall is is worth, you know, the the risk that Boise State's taking, in all honesty. And then getting Latrell Caples back is, I, I think, is going to be massive. I, I think that, you know, he was, uh, his name didn't come up a ton last year. Uh, heck, some people even forgot to mention him when talking about the 2024 season. So I, I think that he is uh, uh, going to be a real key piece on this team and his ability to create stuff after the catch will, will be huge. But I, I think that was my takeaway. Bush said, you know, there were games last year where they went into into a game with four scholarship players at wide receiver, and many of those guys very, very young. Um, I'm thinking about it. Man, the Mountain West Conference Championship game might have been one of those games, right? So um, they needed to address that position, and I, I think they really attacked it aggressively this offseason. Next week during the bye, I want to spend a little more time kind of uh, getting a early preview of some of the storylines, maybe for spring ball and stuff. But just off the top of your head, who's the starting right tackle next year? Um, man, I, I feel I, I, you got options there. Yeah, because uh, we haven't really talked much O line since the end of the season. No, we have a lot of guys are coming back. <laughs> Everyone's expecting that group to, to, and they do return four guys that have all started mm -hmm. games, and you feel good about it. But uh, replacing Cade Beresford is not going to be easy. No, I agree. I, I that's why I kind of wonder. I, I don't. This might be a. I wonder if it might even be a guy like a Ben Dooley because he's played there before. I think Boise State brings back some really nice talent on the interior, and so you wonder if they do get a little creative and and bump somebody out there. But I, you know, the, 
that's another position, BJ, where they have done a really good job at addressing their depth and, and building something um, over these last three years. You know, when when Andy Avalos got to Boise State, that was a pretty light position, a pretty thin group. And so to see, uh, you know, the job that Tim Keene has done to build talent there, um, you know, I, you got to you got to find a way to get Roger Carey on back on the field because he was so good for this team. Yeah. You know, when when when, you know, they were dealing with some injuries and, and he was in there. But Mason Randolph will be your linchpin there, re- regardless at, at that center spot, I, I believe. And um, I really like what they do have coming back on on the offensive line there. So uh, I think they got some good option. Who, who's your who's your opinion? Who's your I, have no, I don't know. That's a good that moving somebody else out is probably I mean, I, I, I didn't, you know, don't know the intricacies of the O-line, but I would think it's easier for a younger guy to play guard than tackle. Maybe just t- you're at such an island out there at tackle. You would think maybe if you're having mm-hmm. you, you can move one of the veteran guys outside. And if you have to bring a guy in that's not quite as experienced and maybe he's better fit on the interior. But I, that maybe that's a question for for Tim Keene. And I know in the next couple of weeks we're going to get all the assistant coaches going into spring ball. But uh, there's not a ton of intrigue in terms of position battles and things, Jay, because so many guys are coming back across the board, but that is obviously one of them on the offensive side is going to be uh, what that line looks like and how they move guys around. And you feel good about the group overall. You just don't know exactly how it's going to look. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I just, I do feel like they're just in a better spot to, you know, take this on than, than maybe a few years ago. So sure. it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting, but yeah. Um, you know, you, I, I think the one thing that's great is you bring back a guy like Cage Casey, a left tackle, and he's only going to be a redshirt sophomore. So you feel really good about your future there. Um, you know, Rick Moore's name came up a number of times last year and uh, J- uh, Jason Steele as well. So it, they they definitely have some options about how they want to attack this thing. But if, I will say this, too. If they end up going back with Ben Dooley, Mason Hampton and Roger Carey on the inside, that's man, that's a heck of a starting point. No doubt. And as uh, you know, going back to the wide receivers, uh, you mentioned you know, Broncos as Marshall and Camper been well received. It did sound like uh, Marshall to this point has has been well received and, and done what he needs to do. And yeah. then it sounds like uh, Malachi Nelson as well has come in and has spent the extra time in the film room. And and uh, the, these uh, six to eight weeks they've been you know in the middle of these January February workouts before spring ball starts. Obviously, very important for for team building, for camaraderie, for getting to know your teammates. But uh, but for a guy like Malachi Nelson having to learn this offense, so when that first practice hits on March fifth, he's ready to go. And it sounds like all the newcomers to this point, Jay, have uh, have fit right in. Yeah, uh, you're you're exactly right. And and just to touch on Marshall really quick because I, I do think that um, he's going to be a name that people are going to pay attention to. And I think that there's going to be some assumptions about him and his future and how he's going to pan out here. Um, and I, I can't predict any of that. What, what we do know is he's a really, really, really talented football player and some stuff off the field has, has hindered his development and chance to play the game that he's, he's really, really good at. What, what I will say though, and what we do know is Spencer Danielson kind of, you know, he, he talked about this on, you know, the greater good of the team, but it also felt like he was, you know, specifically talking about a guy like Chris Marshall. So, um, you know, they they really do sound like they have a plan uh, f- for this BJ, and we have definitely talked about this on the show before. So it's not the first time you're going to hear this from us. But I, I think we just got a little more some some more details to maybe what that plan might be at the press conference this week. And I mean, again, Spencer was talking about the greater good of the team, but the question was also about Chris Marshall. So interpret this as you will. But Spencer said, you know, we evaluate how to put our guys in in the best situation, limit distractions, right? Does that mean you live close to campus? Does that mean you have a car or don't have a car? 
You know, does that mean you go to church with me on Sundays? Um, it, it is all about, you know, making sure uh, he even said, you know, Saturday, if, if you don't have anything to do on Saturday, what are you going to do on Saturday? Like they have a very specific, uh, way to attack this. It sounds like that is going to give whoever, uh, might be susceptible to certain distractions, a good chance to not go down the path that they have previously, um, in, in their life. So, I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, hopefully it goes good because if he's on the field, Boise state becomes that much more dangerous on the offensive side of the ball. One more football note. Uh, you reported last night, KTVB Deontre Cooper, uh, mm -hmm. move, moving on. Uh, what can you tell us about that, man? Yeah, that's what I, I, that's what I can tell you. I heard about it, was able to confirm it. Um, and uh, even got a quick little response from from DeAndre. Uh, the article's at ktvb.com. I'll try to pull it up real quick. It's not it's nothing earth shattering in terms of the you know his response, but he just said Coach Danielson, the coaching staff, the players, and Bronco Nation are why Boise State is truly special and will always have a special place in my heart. So uh, he was able to uh, kindly confirm uh, some of the things that I heard. And uh, Boise State now I, again his, his role I, I think is. Um, I don't know I want to say it's confusing is the right way, but he's the coordinator of recruiting relations and player personnel. So he, he's not necessarily the recruiting coordinator. Um, that That's that's somebody else on staff. Kyle has done an unbelievable job there as well. But uh, I know I know Cooper was well liked in that locker room and and uh, amongst the players. So that's oh, yeah. You know, that's that's going to be a, a tough loss for Boise State, but he made a lot of the uh, initial conversations. He made a lot of the initial mm -hmm. conversations to recruits, and uh, when you see him on the sidelines at practice, when they'd come visit, he'd be standing right next to them. And yeah, they have a mm -hmm. whole recruiting staff, but he was kind of a, a middleman, so to speak. I think with the coaches and the families and the players, and uh, he was very involved. So uh, you said he's going to a Power Five school, so he's getting that's a my understanding. Healthy, uh, I, I think that it's going to come out exactly what school um in in the in the next week or so i know those guys have some checks and balances so uh, maybe not comfortable letting it out there yet but <clears throat> he uh he'll, he'll wind up at a power five school good opportunity uh for him and and uh yeah always enjoyed uh, chatting with him and best of luck and yeah we'll always, mm -hmm. boys State now has a a hole on the recruiting side and let's be honest they they were really killing it in the last two months they on were. the recruiting side so they've you mentioned kyle young and they got a staff mm -hmm. there that does a good job but they obviously have a spot now uh to fill before we transition to basketball jay you and i were both out yesterday at the uh, event with the collective and the boise hawks and the uh, the city of boise ada county uh for 208 day and uh today that mike van heist started with the uh, boise hawks last year february 8th 208 day the area code obviously of the boise area and uh, just wanted to give back and doing special projects and things around town and uh they did some stuff down at uh uh, downtown in Boise by, and then we went out to the, uh, to Barber park and are able to catch up with some players. And, uh, this is by no means as good of an editing job as Jay probably had for KTVB, but here is a, uh, a short, uh, two minute clip of, uh, some of the action and what the guys were doing yesterday out at Barber park. February 8th, you know, just 208 day, just trying to help out the parks and pick up trash or save these cottonwood trees from the beavers. Always a good, always a good time, you know, getting out of the community, getting back, you know, just coming out, getting a, a view of Boise, really nature. I mean, it's a beautiful place, so nice being out, nice helping out any way I can. So we're out here protecting these trees so that beavers don't get out. I guess when the water get, gets low, they start. That's when they start getting after these trees. Coming up and getting stuff to build homes, stay home. Yep. So, so protecting the trees. It's always awesome to help yeah, the community that gives back. It means everything. Yeah. It's nice. 
easy to do. It's awesome for us. I mean, giving back to what people give to us. So, sweet. I mean, it's awesome. It's always good to give back. I mean, everyone comes to the games, supports us. So nice to give back and support everyone else. But yeah, it's our uh, so two eight day was started last year, and it's just our kind of uh, our two oh eight two oh eight area code. Um, our day giving back, just getting out in the community, doing good things, just trying to get the mobilize the community, get them out, moving around. Um, in February, I know this community is so good at, uh, at, at being giving back, and so let's just have something in, in February. For, uh, it started with the softball game back in July, and Joe picking or June, and, and, and Joe picking up and asking about 208 Day, and wanted to see if we can get involved. And I know that they're they're huge in the philanthropic bowl and, and giving back, and so Joe thought it'd be great to, to get the collective involved, and we're excited to have. Them. And uh, Jay, uh, we were both out there yesterday. Mm -hmm. I know they had about 30 players kind of spread out at different parks and different spots along the, the Greenbelt and the Boise River. We had uh, Maddox Madsen. You saw Braxton Feely there. Uh, you had mentioned uh, Roger Carrion and, and Randolph, and some of those guys were out there as well. And and uh, kind of a unique little uh, thing there. Can, but uh, it was good to see them get out there and Joe Nickel and the collective uh, doing an outstanding job. And, and uh, it was a nice little uh, community service event there yesterday. Well, first off, when we were described what they would be doing, I'm sure your reaction was the same as mine. Wait, excuse me, what 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 are they doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's necessary to to preserve some of the cottonwood trees along the the Boise River. As you heard some of the guys say, when the water gets a little low, the beavers climb out and they kind of destroy that area, right? So um they they wrap those trees not all of them but a number of them and they wrap them pretty loose because they also don't want to prevent the tree from growing uh right so yeah, there was um, a whole method to the madness there. there there really was and you know you say you hear the guy saying you know helping out in the community i think when when they initially kind of committed or signed up everybody thought they'd be tr picking up trash along the green belt well as it turns out everybody by the way congratulations doing a pretty good job there is no that. trash there's no trash on the green belt right now, or at least barely any, right? So uh, congratulations. We're doing a great job at, at keeping, uh, you know, a Boise landmark or staple of Boise, I would say, very, uh, very clean and, and well-kept. And so Joe Nickel, who, uh, you know, is a former SID at Boise State, who is now the, you know, the lead guy, I'll call him, of, of the Horseshoe Collective, reached out and, and to see where else they could help. And, and this was the task that they needed help with. And so... We all uh, we all climbed into the, the, a flatbed of a a little uh, I don't know tractor or whatever the heck it was, and they drove very us out. Small, unique truck, yeah, yeah. Uh, they drove us out back on the trails and uh, found some 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 trees to wrap and make sure that they were all good from from those angry beavers that wanted to destroy all the cottonwood trees. I guess so. I, yeah. I joked around on the news last night that you know this actually was a, an intentional work project, BJ, because Boise State. You know, working with with that chicken wire and stuff, they were just working on their defense. Yes. for Oregon State next year. There you go. And there were there were plenty Beavers of jokes, trouble, man. There were, plenty, are in there were plenty of jokes about that. Jordan's already asking when the game is. Uh, Freaking Beavers, Sky says, set that wire up around the visitor tunnel when the football team comes to the blue. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, talk of that. And then even a Utah State fan, I think, was being make being funny, making a joke, was trying to say, "What do you got against Beavers and stuff?" Because you know. Uh, uh, Herbert Gums made the comment they're trying to build their home or something, and someone tried mm -hmm. to turn that into, oh, they don't want to let beavers protect them. I mean, you, you put, anything you put on social media, it goes, you know, know. You never know which it's way so it's funny. I, I will say this there, there, it was something you, you talk with uh, the Parks and Rec guy, and 
um, they're not trying to prevent the beavers from from building their homes. They're no. just they just have certain large back. trees there. They're trying to protect. There's plenty of yeah, trees they're letting yeah. them have, and it was exactly. Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. By the way, I think the funniest thing I learned yesterday is that Herbert Gums is scared of ants. Ants, okay. Yeah, so not he's not. I'm not big into bugs either. Ants don't really bug me, but um, big well, that's hurt, funny because uh, I had physical asked... interior defensive lineman is uh is is rather he's not fond of bugs or ants for that matter. He was an outdoors guy though, so I don't know. If you you must not be if you're afraid of the I asked him and uh, Maddox Madsen and Maddox now, I hope Maddox was a pulling one over on me now. Herb, if okay. if he was, I apologize, brother. I could see Maddox being more of an outdoorsy guy than than Herbert Gums probably. So maybe one thing I will not. say yesterday's atmosphere, like I, I know this is silly because it was a you know an outside event or whatever. Guys were really loose yesterday, man. Like they were having fun. Um they're really open. So you get them away from the podium, man. And these guys are, uh, you know. Yeah. And I just don't know how we, that those opportunities are kind of few and far between, at least yeah. they have been in the past. So it was really fun to get out there and kind of see them joking around in their own environment and, and also working hard. Like they, yeah. they really were diligent, if you will, well, we, we, uh, the task that they were tasked with. And we did say, Jay, uh, yesterday or the day before, I don't think you were on, but we officially announced to, to save the date for May 31st for the uh, golf tournament this year. And Ooh. I know uh, Maddox Madsen doing some work on the knee, but I, you know, by the end of May, I think Maddox Madsen, he played last year. He may be ready to get out there and uh, hey. play again this year. So I'm, I'm just saying, Maddox, the video don't lie. Maddox was out there yesterday. He had no like knee brace or anything on. So That um, was the other funny thing, too. Those guys, I don't lie. know. I don't know if they knew exactly what kind of work they were going to be doing. They came out in like some sandal, like some, uh, you know, like slippers almost and some, Hey dude, okay, listen, type we, it was freezing oh. out. Neither of us had coats. So I had a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> windbreaker and it's like 35, the wind coming off the water, yeah. is like 35 degrees or whatever. It was but, chilly. Uh, yeah. It was I don't chilly. know if you guys fully got the, uh, if I think I'm going to be working out in the middle of, you know, the woods, I might've been wearing some older shoes and things and they're out there in some nice Nikes and stuff, but, uh, they got the job done. They they helped. Mm -hmm. There was another group, including Ashton Genty and uh, Ahmed Hassanin, and, and you know most of the the players you've heard of, Tubner and all those guys were over uh, more in the downtown area doing kind of similar stuff. So kudos to Joe Nickel for setting that up. Kudos to Mike Van Heis with the Boise Hawks for setting up 208 Day as well. And hopefully we can, as a community, can continue to build that in the future and make that a, a mm -hmm. bigger deal that we can all uh, get involved in as well. All right, big basketball game tomorrow night. Let's take a quick 90-second timeout. We'll talk some basketball next. Boise State, Utah State is actually a fairly big game in the conference tonight uh, to kick off the weekend. We'll talk about that as well here in 90 seconds on Bronco Nation News. All Bronco Nation News broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact RowPaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is RowPaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU.com.
Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. All right, back on a Friday edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Here in about 15 minutes or so, we're going to hear from Danny Sprinkle, the uh, head coach at Utah State. He was nice enough to uh, join me yesterday, Jay, for about 12 minutes. And great guy. I, I was flat out honest with them. I said, hey, man, at media days, at media days, I didn't have time to interview all 11 coaches. I had to leave two off. And I said, you were new. Your entire team was new. And I said, I, I, uh, I, I you know, decided not to interview you. I said, so you could have returned the favor when I asked you this week and said, nah. But uh, he, he couldn't have been nicer. And he was joking about uh, Leon Rice and the technical. And uh, he was he was it's a great interview. I think folks are really going to enjoy it. And, and um, I said this earlier, Jay, but you think about Nico Medved and Richard Patino and Jeff Linder and Danny Sprinkle. And uh, you go down the line with these coaches in the Mountain West. They are all, you know, Tim Miles. And even mm-hmm. guys like Steve Alford and uh, Brian Dutcher that you think are kind of older, maybe crotchety type guys. Like once you start talking to them, like they're great dudes too. Like this conference has a lot. I mean, obviously Leon, I mean, uh, this, this conference has a lot of really, really good coaches and he's the fourth opposing Mountain West coach. I didn't tell him this though, Jay, the other three coaches that have come on are zero and three. Uh, in the game right after Boise, you know, uh, when they've come on our show. So um, I think I just guaranteed a win for Boise State tomorrow night by having Danny Sprinkle on. Uh, Nico Medved, I mean, I mean, Richard Patino came on, and the next day, they, you know, Boise State went down to the pit and won. So, uh, hey, we have a family affair. Family affair here. You can say hello. Come on. You can do the segment if you'd like. Oh, we got the dog coming in too. All right. This is, uh, yeah, it's, it's impossible to hide in this house, I guess. Oh, hey, man. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, Jay. But we have a great group of uh, a great uh, group of coaches, I, and Danny Sprinkle came on. And as I said, I didn't tell him they were zero and three, but uh, the other coaches are zero and three. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but we'll get to that in about fifteen minutes. Right. But uh, he's I, doing I, a heck I, of a job there at Utah State, he, man. He is doing a heck of a job, and um, I, I got to say, man, when I called the Utah State game, uh, the Boise State Utah State game here in Boise. How many times has a coach been willing to talk to you and like give you 10? Well, I guess at least probably 15 minutes on game day. Not very often. Not, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, I was trying to organize it and just the way that it worked out, he was like nine o'clock on, on Saturday, just uh, text the SID there who was super kind and helping set it up too. Yes. And um, I mean, I, that, yeah, I just don't, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever done that before. <laughs> shout out yeah. Ashley. Ashley did a great job helping yeah, us out. Shout out Ashley, yeah. With, uh, yeah. She, she's, yeah, does a tremendous I job. I did the same so. thing. I, I, I sent the email yesterday morning thinking, ah, I should have done it the night before, and I'd forgotten. I said, I sent it Thursday morning, and was like, hey, mm-hmm. with, or maybe I did it late Wednesday night, but it was like, you know, after business hours. And I'm thinking, okay, the only days are Thursday or Friday. There may not be time. Mm-hmm. And I get a response at like 8 in the morning yesterday. He can do 2 o'clock today. I'm like, Done. Perfect. Boom. And he was, he was, he was great. And like he I said, immediate, you know, some of these other coaches, I think maybe remembered me from media days or whatever. Cause I had all the coaches on our, on our live stream. I, I, you know, I, I, I passed on Utah state, man. I was one of the many that were wrong. New coach, new players. Yeah, anybody would want to talk to the, the league. 
Like you, you're, you weren't the only one that was right. He, he said he's, he, he, he said he's surprised too. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, but, uh, but he was one of the ones that I did not talk to at media days, but he still couldn't have been nicer and had some funny, you know, funny jokes and stuff. And mm-hmm. I will tell you this, you're going to hear it in about 10 minutes in the interview, but we started the interview. I said, how you doing? You know, it was the first question. And he goes, I'm sorry, I'm going to screw up your segment here, your order of questions. But before I go any further, I want to make sure I get this point out there. And he went out of his way to compliment Tim Duryea and the fact that Stu Morrill is being honored on Saturday and the court's being named for him. And he said he is so happy that it's against Boise State and that Tim Duryea will be in the building uh, for that to happen. All the former coaches, all the former players that are going to be back, um, I don't know for sure if Tim Duryea will be a part of the ceremony. I don't believe so because I think it's at halftime. Um, mm-hmm. But at least we'll be there before the game, hopefully to see Stu and see some of the former players and things. Um, but he went out of his way to compliment uh, what 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 uh, Tim Duryea has done for for Utah State over the years as an assistant coach and then uh, as the head coach for three years as well. So uh, that's going to be another I don't say side story, but uh, it's, it's one of the main stories tomorrow. Yeah. But but uh, Stu Morrill Court being named uh, tomorrow night, and, and Tim Duryea, 17 years, I believe, he was at Utah State under Morrill as an assistant, and then has three years as the head coach as well. And uh, just kind of cool for him and, and that family the way it worked out. I agree. Uh, Tim's done an unbelievable job, <clears throat> excuse me, here at Boise State. And there were two things that kind of stood out to me from when I talked to Danny Sprinkle from prior to that game. And I know that he mentioned, you know, that this to you as well, but. He did bring up the, the Stu Morrill, like, you know, when Boise State was going to go down there, that the court was going to be honored in, in his name. And even back then, he said that, you know, the, the court here should and will one day will likely be named after, you know, have Leon Rice's name on it, which is is also true. He also said somewhere along the way that, uh, you know, and I just we were just going over Boise State's roster and stuff. And the first guy he brought up was Max Rice. And he's like, he can go for 30 at any moment. Now, he didn't go for 30 against Utah State, but he did it. You know, just just right after that game, uh, went for thirty five down in so the. He pit, told so. you about Leon Rice Court. He did. Yeah. Okay. I, here, I, I, I was going to save this for the interview, but here's a short thirty second clip of him talking about that with me yesterday. You know, and a lot of former players, and uh, I mean, the Spectrum's a great atmosphere, regardless. You know, I mean, when we played at Boise, Boise was sold out. They weren't naming a court for anybody. Someday they'll name it for Leon, but it wasn't that. But like, it was still sold out, and uh, that's Mountain West basketball. But it it will be. It'll be a. It'll be an incredible night to have uh, Coach Morrill back in the building. We all think it's going to be the Leon Rice family court because you had Max, you have Cade, his wife's obviously very close. So Leon won't let us talk about it, but we always say one day he is the all-time winningest coach there. The Leon Rice and family or Leon Rice family court, that has a nice little ring to it. Well, no, hey, I'll tell you what, yeah, his his sons helped win him a lot of those games too. So, <laughs> no, that that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, all right, we'll have the full interview in about uh, 10 minutes or so. But, uh, Jay, uh, look, you know, Four teams tied for first place, and a game tonight that I guess we can touch on first, you know, is going to shake, start to shake things out a little bit. Um, by the end of tomorrow night, you'll go from four teams tied for first to down to a minimum of two, uh, because you have uh, four of the teams. But I guess, I guess theoretically, if uh, Nevada were to win, uh, San Diego State drops back a game. But if San Diego State were to win, they'd stay at three. But um, I think if you're a Boise State fan, you want uh, Nevada to win tonight. Um, San Diego State doesn't have – they have to go to Utah State, but they don't have a lot of losable games left. And if you're just trying to get every team at the top to lose as many as you can to help you win the league, I, I still think that should be the goal. I know everybody wants to get to the tournament and get all these quad one wins. Like, if you win the Mountain West, you will make the NCAA tournament. I know it's not a guaranteed auto bid for the regular season champion, but if you win the league or finish tied for first in the league, like in this league this year, you are getting in. And that, I think, is sometimes overlooked. Like, 
there is a league title in a race here. And mm-hmm. Boise State, one of four teams tied for first place. Uh, as I said, you have uh, Nevada, I think a two-point favorite or something tonight at home against San Diego State. So that would knock San Diego State down to four losses. They do have to go to Utah State still, so that could potentially give them five. Um, but uh, that game tonight's going to be interesting and obviously set up a, a big weekend in the Mountain West. But again, we are just trending towards what we have long said. Four or five losses could get this done. And it we're already just, at three, and I don't think anybody, everybody's yeah, everybody still has to play at least like two or three against the top teams in the league. So I agree with you, man. I, I just don't see a, a team out there that you feel super confident about like running the table. I mean, I just I don't. I uh, for the life of me, I'm ter- I, I apparently am terrible at, at predicting this stuff because you know, I, I will say I thought the Boise State would win at Nevada, they did. Um, I also thought that they would beat Utah State. They didn't. I also thought that they would probably lose at the pit. They won by eight. And then I thought that they would have a great chance in Fort Collins. And um, that was probably, I mean, that, well, that, that was the one Mountain West game this year where they, I, I know they fought. So I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful by any means, but that was like, they, they never really felt like, you know, they were going to, at one point in time, they cut it to like six, but then yeah, they, they cut like, it to six and had the ball, but there was a turnover on Andrew Meadow yeah. and they went down and got an and one and it was done. Yeah. And then they couldn't make free throws. Like once again, like they, I think they missed like five in a row at one point or, or something. Like Andrew that. Meadow went 0 for two twice. Yeah. Yeah. And then Omar Stanley kicked off a, he, I think he went 0 for one and then buried a second one or whatever. I, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, I don't know if laying in, I almost said laid an egg. I don't know. That's a little too strong, but because they, nah, I mean, they, they were they, in single digits for most of the game. They were battling, mm-hmm. but they just never, it, it was weird. They, they gave up a lot of easy layups. They usually don't. And they missed yeah. a lot of easy layups they usually make. It was just one of those games that you kind of chalk up and turn the page. Yeah. So now they have to go to Logan and I, Frick, man! I don't even know if I want to even give a prediction because it's just it's it's been a little tough for me to peg this uh, the exact outcome of these games so far. So you would I mean, say, my, looking at it, they don't have a great chance. I mean, just looking at it, the the sellout crowd, all that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the feeling you had at the pit where exactly. you're looking at it, and you're just saying like, uh, you know, and this is no disrespect to any players or coaches, the program, whatever. Just on paper, going into that atmosphere, they're going to be up against it tomorrow night. It's going to be a tough game. With that said. Yeah. It was a similar scenario, if not worse, at the pit, and they yeah. found a way to go in there and pick up their biggest win of the season. So uh, I think I did tell you, I, I did at one point you I kind of switched my thought. At one point I, I did feel good about the game uh, against Colorado State, but at one point I switched it and said it wouldn't shock me if they lose to Colorado State but then turn around and win uh, in Logan. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I how great I still feel about that just because you start thinking about this sellout crowd and how hard it is to win down there and the students. And, um, but this team hasn't put too many really bad games back to back, you know, back to back. And so you, you would expect they're going to have a, a nice response. But with that said, you also have the side where Utah state's coming off a home loss to Nevada. So both these teams are going to be desperate coming into this one. Correct. And, and Nevada whooped them, man. That's why like this, this league has just been hard for, it's been hard to predict. And, I did not think that Nevada was going to win, let alone win comfortably against the Aggies. And now I look at tonight's game with San Diego State going into Lawler. And again, I just I might be wrong about Nevada. I, I don't think they're better than San Diego State, but I've I've been wrong in, in the past. So um, maybe the Wolfpack get it done today. I mean, they they are they are two three point favorites, I think, in, in that oh, game. Close to a sellout so, there, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll be hype. They, they seem to be playing a lot better as of late. I don't feel like we've seen peak San Diego State yet, you know? 
So um, we'll see when they they turn it on. Um, I'm really having a hard time. Like if you said right now, we, we joke about the power rankings because mm -hmm. it kind of ticked off some of the fan bases or whatever, Jay. But like if you ask me right now, like what are the Mountain West power rankings? Like I do have a really hard time deciphering some of these teams. Like I wasn't that high on Nevada after they mm -hmm. went and lost. They went and lost to Wyoming. And you're like, OK, um, I, I I just I don't know. I, um, I I I just can't really figure all this out. It's really hard to see. So I, I guess uh, you need to get your charger. By the way, should I play the other? Should I do so? Do a quick commercial break. <laughs> that uh, everybody, yeah, sure. Why hey, not? Hey, I've done that. Too. I was just trying. Just I just you were talking, and I wanted to cut you off if it's about to die on you. So I didn't want to. Uh, I'll, I'll take. The, I'll take the blame. Uh, why don't I thank a couple of our sponsors real quick? If you want to do that, and then I'll, I'll let you go here shortly anyway when I get to this interview. Uh, Please, but uh, Jay Tust uh, is going to be right back. We'll tell you about Taco Bell. <laughs> TacoBellWorks.com. Check them out if you need a job. TacoBellWorks.com. They are hiring, and they will give you half your wages the very next day after your shift. And uh, they got great food. They support Boise State. So SON Management, the Nicolason family, check them out. TacoBellWorks.com and get out and check out Taco Bell. You looking for a, a job? Transportation Compliance Services also helping uh, folks get into the trucking industry. TranscomService.com, all the permits, overweight DOT permits, everything you need to get out there towing that first load. They can help you out and do it quick. If you try to do it yourself, you'll probably go out of business. So check them out. TranscomService.com. And we appreciate them. Lithia Ford of Boise as well. They have five NIL deals. I saw Andrew Simpson driving his Ford Bronco uh, yesterday. Really appreciate Jim Sterk and what they do for Bronco Nation News, but they are one of the biggest supporters of Boise State Athletics as well. they got five athletes on NIL deals, and uh, you can view their full inventory of vehicles at lithiafordboise.com, and uh, you can you know find a couple, head on in, test drive it, and be on your way. That's what the Reigns family did, just so easy. And uh, check them out, lithiafordboise.com. The Blue and Orange Store, theblueandorangestore.com. I mean, what could be better? You walk in the store, it's literally nothing but Boise State stuff. Sweatshirts, shirts. Hats, you name it, bumper stickers, car flags, um, you know, Mike uh, miniature helmets, retro, you know, stuff, all kinds of stuff. It's just an awesome store, and always love going in there. They have you know framed pictures, mementos, all kinds of memorabilia right there at the Boise Town Square Mall on the second floor. You can check it out. And if you're uh, not in the Boise area, they got free shipping on any order over forty dollars at the Blue and Orange Store.com. And of course, Bronco Brew Coffee. Check them out as well. Broncobrew.coffee is the website helping Boise State University Athletics with every sip. Roasted to order coffee. We ordered some at the Rain's house within 24 hours. It was at our doorstep and uh, enjoying Bronco Brew Coffee. And you can help the NIL game at Boise State as well. A couple bucks from each of your purchases goes uh, directly to uh, an athlete of your choice at broncobrew.coffee. So make sure you uh, check them out. All right, I think we got uh, our man Jay Tuss back. We're good to go. Uh, Jay, but uh, I forget kind of where we were, but the middle of the uh, yeah. the game tonight, and and just trying to decipher these these teams right now. I mean, you got four teams tied for first. You got, I believe, three more within one game of first place. So you have seven teams within one game of first place. Eight teams within two games of first place. And I, I just, if you said right now, wh who's the best team in the Mountain West? Like, I, I, I mean, how do you decipher? You said you think Nevada, you think San Diego State's better than Nevada. We think, you know, I, it's just. And and now you know it, it's just really hard to figure out right now. There's just going to be some massive games here down the stretch. Yeah, and I, I'm right there with you. Um, this is how I broke it down, and I actually bounced this idea off of you when I was trying to determine my AP top 25 poll. Like it's it was it's really tough, man. Uh, I actually put <clears throat> and 
it, it this is a tough one because I use head to head, but I don't also, I guess, factor in one head to head. But you know, you you look at it and um, I, I have New Mexico right now. You know, we New Mexico is taking care of business for the most part in conference play. Uh, you go back and yes, they lost on their home floor to Boise State. A, it took a heroic effort from Max, Max Rice. I also think that the, the coaching job that Boise State did in that game was outstanding. Um, that everything aligned that game and they went down there and they beat uh, a team that I would probably put right now number one on my power rankings. And the only reason why I did that is you look at what they did at home against Utah State. Uh, you look at what they did at home against San Diego State. I mean, they have blasted some of these really, really good teams at, at home. Now they have to go out on the road and prove that they can do it, uh, that their road schedule has been really, really light so far. Yes. Um, you know, I think uh, a trip to Wyoming, a trip to uh, Colorado Springs, you know, they, they haven't necessarily uh, – what is it also uh, San Jose State, you know, so some of the bottom teams in the conference, eventually they're going to have to go out on the road and and play at the likes of some of these schools and deal with those environments. But I, I just also think that Donovan Dent is is the real deal. And I don't know if he's going to actually get enough consideration for for being Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. But he is the uh, the not so obvious option that that definitely is needs to be a part of that discussion when the time comes around. No, no doubt about it. And this game tomorrow, Jay, for Boise State. Um Obviously, it would be a huge game, a quad one game. It's a massive game for a lot of reasons. Keeps you in first place. Um, you certainly, you know, want to win it going into the bye. And then you have, as we've talked about, a very favorable part of the schedule coming up here over the next couple of weeks. I mean, there's a chance, Jay, that after, you know, regardless of what happens tomorrow, Boise State will go like three weeks without a loss because they've got the bye and then they've got some easy games, you know, some easier games, I guess. Leon Rice will never tell you that. But um, you would think this is an opportunity where Boise State could kind of, you know, sit back and let some other teams kind of beat each other up a little bit over the next, uh, you know, next couple of weeks. Um, and that's why it makes tomorrow's game so big. Um, I'm looking at the final three games of the season. I I'm just for, for argument's sake, Jay, and planning purposes, penciling in a loss at San Diego State to finish the season. And that leaves you with two home games right before that against New Mexico and Nevada. And for me, uh, I think both those games are certainly winnable. I think you can win both at home. I, if I had to guess, I think they probably do win both at home. But mm -hmm. um, you I, you would love to win tomorrow and not have to have to win both of those games because um, we've talked about five losses kind of being the magic number for this team. And if you lose tomorrow, you pretty much have to win against Nevada, New Mexico, both at home. And then you you take your chances against, which is certainly possible. You lose tomorrow, yeah. you go on a six game winning streak. You're still thirteen and four going into the last game of the season, and you're great. But you're asking a lot, I think, to win back to back games in a span of like three nights against New Mexico and Nevada at home. And you want to give yourself just a little margin for error to drop one of those. And I think if you win tomorrow, and you can find a way to win tomorrow night at the Spectrum, you would just need to go uh, two and you know uh, you could even you if you had to go to go one and two in the last three, you you would be okay. Um, it would give you a little bit of um, you know I guess I guess in these net, you have four games left against the big boys tomorrow and then the final three. You'd like to go you'd, you'd like to uh, I guess at minimum uh, go two and two in those four. And if you get one tomorrow, that means theoretically you could just go one and two and you'd be okay. But uh, obviously then if you were to win both those home games against New Mexico and, and Nevada, I think you'd be at worst playing for a share of first place in the last game of the season. Man, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here, BJ, because I don't remember if the rules have changed or not. But if you if you finish in a tie record-wise at the end of the regular season, do they, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, do they still do co-champs? 
there are definitely co-champs. They just have then they do the head the uh, tiebreakers for, for, for the seating. Yes. Well, I, I guess yes. the reason why I asked that is if you can find a way to finish with four or five losses, you, you feel good about putting a, a trophy, uh, you know, in the in the Boise State football. Uh, <coughs> wow, excuse me, Boise Tomorrow's- State basketball facility for, for that, that would recognize you as a Mountain West regular season co-champion. Now I know that. There's also seeding down at the Mountain West tournament that will be determined here. But if if you win tomorrow in Logan and you look at the schedule ahead, I, I just think you feel really, really good about it because the, the schedule so far has just been stupid. In their first counting tomorrow, which is their 11th Mountain West conference game, seven of those conference games are quad one games. Seven. Seven out of 11 will be quad one games. And if you push that thing and, and look forward now, um, what remains again after Utah State, there are only two quad one opportunities left on the schedule. Uh, it, it's not to say that it's going to be super easy or anything like that, but an, an unrelenting schedule finally gives just a little bit following Utah State. Now, with that being said, these are also the games that you have to win. Like you, you can't afford to slip up at home against Fresno State or San Diego State. Um, you know, you you likely need to go take care of business in Wyoming and at 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 Air Force, and then it sets you up for a quad one, quad two, quad one stretch to to cap off the regular season. But uh, that and the it, quad it one home games are so tough because you never know if that yeah. team's going to stay in the top thirty or not. Uh, right. Vlad says, "Do you know? Do you really think going six and two to end the season, ending twenty two and nine, will get us in the big dance? I don't know. I think easily. You go six and two, twenty two and nine. Uh, at worst, you're finishing with ten losses going into the going into selection Sunday. I think they are definitely, in my opinion, in uh, Jay. And if they can just get to the semifinals, they'd be twenty three and ten with like five or six quad one wins. I think they yeah. would." Uh, easily uh, be. I don't. I, I think tomorrow, Jay, like could determine whether or not. I mean, I, I hate to put it all into one game. A lot can happen, but tomorrow's game could determine whether or not Boise State. It, it really, I mean, Boise State wins tomorrow. I don't want to say they're in the driver's seat, but because of the schedule that's coming up, because of the home games they have, um, yeah, I think they're, Boise they're, State would be the favorite to win the title if they win tomorrow. Yeah. And if they lose, it's going to be tough because you do have the tiebreaker where you lose both to them. But once you have multiple teams involved, I don't know how that works in terms of the head-to-head. So um, I, I, I they would have wins at Nevada, in in Logan, and in Albuquerque. I mean, that would be very, very impressive in terms of what they've the, the work they've done on the road. And I think you're, I do think you're right, man. I think if they do win, um, they they are in the driver's seat. They're not. They're not at the destination by any means, yeah. But they're in the driver's seat, and they would have every team. You know, Utah State's the only team they haven't beaten. Obviously, UNLV they don't play again. Um, but in terms of the top six teams, yeah. I mean, remember, remember two years ago, Jay Boise State won the regular season title and won the postseason title. Yet Colorado State got a better seed because they swept them in the regular season. Uh, I think Colorado State was a six or seven, and Boise State was you know the eight or nine uh, against Memphis that year. And so I uh, the head to head. Getting swept by Utah State certainly could impact seeding and things like that, too. Yeah, I think when you look at tomorrow's matchup, man, um, Boise State did a great job of limiting great Osivor, uh, you know, here in Boise. I mean, he he only took like five shots or some some ridiculous shot total, right? Yep. I, I, a key tomorrow is, is trying to disrupt and limit Darius Brown. And I, I mean, I just... You, you consider when... Um, you know, he came to Boise. He was dynamic, man. I, I think he played 43 minutes and didn't have oh, a single he some, turnover. He had some clutch shots, too, he man. Some clutch shots. I think it was. 
they they have to find a way to limit his production. He cannot get in a rhythm or flow like that, like he did last time here, or else it's it's going to be a really really tough day for Boise State. And so, you know, I, I think you look at a very similar storyline with Isaiah Stevens when Boise State beat. Uh, Colorado State here, he tied a season low at the time for assists and tied a season high for turnovers. Yep. Uh, then the, the game that gets played, you know, on his home court in Fort Collins, all of a sudden he dis- he, he blows up and uh, you know, I should say he erupts for, you know, 11 assists or whatever. So I, I think it's a very similar story with with a guy like um, Darius Brown. I mean, I don't think he, he worries me about going out and getting 11 assists, but if he does anywhere close to that, I, I think I know the outcome of this game. They, they've got to do a better job of of disrupting him and um, and figuring out a way to limit him. And you know, I, I, another thing too, I will say is that I I do feel like Utah State played a pretty darn good game last time. Like I don't I don't know how much better they they could have played. Uh, Darius Brown was great. Yeah. Um, a made some big plays at the end of that game, and then great um, Osabor was was super efficient. And another guy that really surprised me was Isaac Johnson. Yeah. Uh, their big seven footer, like not not necessarily fearless, or not a guy that you really fear on the boards. He's, he's more just like a, a stretch five that can can shoot it and put it on the deck a little bit. And um, he he played really really well here in Boise. So we'll see if they can can knock those guys off. Uh, you know, Omar Stanley, it's Omar Stanley missing a free throw and then making a layup with one second left too to send yeah. it to overtime. So I mean, Boise State yeah. had the game; they were right there. I will say this: it, it's going to take an effort like um, Albuquerque, though. I mean, they they've got a Yes. From the jump, uh, you know, as Leon Rice has told us in the past, you can't tiptoe into a knife fight or whatever it is he says. Like, yes. there, there, there can't be any tiptoeing tomorrow. You, you've got to go into this thing and and, and from the jump, uh, be ready. Somebody asked, uh, yes, we have a full pregame show starting at 7 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, we're going to hear from Tim Durier tomorrow about going back to Utah State. We're going to hear uh, some of the Danny Sprinkle interview probably. We'll have Abe Jackson live. We'll show you the warm-ups. We'll show you the fans who are going to be right behind us on us. So full live hour-long pregame show. I'm driving down tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll be live in Logan 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, with the pregame show. We are going to hear from Danny Sprinkle. He's going to join us for our interview here in a second. But, Jay, five weeks from today, we will be at Stadium Swim. Five weeks from today. We, we've got Johnny and Prater doing their show out there. We're working on Jay. We're going to try to get you out there as well, Jay. We're looking forward to uh, Stadium Swim, Circa Resort and Casino. Email me. Typically, it's like a 40 or $50 cover charge, but it is free of charge if you email reigns at bronconationnews.com. We're going to have some cabanas. We're going to have some food and drinks for uh, subscribers. Uh, we're going to ha- take over a, a full – they're reserving us a private pool just for BNN. Like, it's going to be insane. So make plans to join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that's Circa Resort and Casino on Friday, March 15th. Speaking of, ma- speaking of making plans, save the date, May 31st, Timberstone Golf Course, the third annual Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. We're going to have morning and afternoon flights. It's going to be a fun, full day. And uh, maybe even thinking about something the night before, too. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to have uh, you know, may- maybe the speeches and some of the uh, things that we did in between sessions last year. Uh, maybe we do that the night before and make turn this into kind of a two-day type thing and have some fun with it. So May 31st. Uh, we're looking forward to it at uh, Timberstone Golf Course. Make sure you uh, keep your plans there. And um, all, we have about a, only only four or five days left. We're giving this away next week. We're we're almost it's almost time. The VIP basketball experience in San Diego, the final game of the season. Man, there could be a lot on the line in that game, and uh, you could be there on a private jet. 
two tickets to the game and a one night hotel stay going to be awesome. And it's, it's uh, for all BNN yearly subscribers. We've got some other giveaways. We are doing a giveaway tomorrow, tomorrow night. We're going to give away uh, some items from Cutwater. We've got some uh, cool camping chairs and uh, some more gift cards, and we'll do that on the pregame show. So you've got from now until the pregame show tomorrow to go ahead and get in a yearly subscription, 50 bucks if you use the promo code BNN50DEAL, and you're automatically entered as a yearly subscriber into all of our great giveaways. We'll do one tomorrow, and then the grand prize coming up next week, a trip to San Diego for the final game of the regular season. All right, let, uh, let's hear from Danny Sprinkle. Excited for this interview here. And uh, continuing along here, the fourth uh, opposing Mountain West coach uh, that's faced Boise State this year to jump on. We're very appreciative of uh, Danny Sprinkle, the head coach at Utah State, for giving us a few minutes. I know it's busy prep getting ready for the game on Saturday night, Coach, but uh, we appreciate your time, and how's it going today? It's going great. Yeah, going great. We uh, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, we didn't play necessarily as well as as uh, we had hoped and played as hard as we wanted to on Tuesday. And and we have, you know, great team coming in on Saturday that, you know, will challenge us and see what we're made of. Uh, but first thing before I'm and I'm sorry, I'm screwing up your segment. I just wanted to make sure I got this point across. You know, we're recognizing uh, Stu Morrill this weekend, naming the court after him. Yes. Uh, but. I want to give credit to Tim Durier, who's on the Boise State staff, uh, who spent a lot of years here at Utah State uh, as an assistant to Coach Morrill and helped really build the program into anywhere you go. When you say Utah State, they think basketball now because of the work he put in. And then he was the head coach and did a tremendous job. And I want to make sure I give credit where credit's due because he's one of the best human beings in our business. And he means a lot. You know, I know he's at Boise right now, and I know we're rivals, but he, he still means a lot to me, and I know to, to Utah State men's basketball program. And I'm, I'm glad that he's going to be in the arena, in the spectrum, the night where they honored Stu because he's a huge part of that. Well, that's very nice of you to say, Coach, and maybe this isn't my place, but I think if he'd have been given a little more time there, he would have got it rolling there at Utah State. He's a heck of a coach, and uh, I know Boise State's uh, certainly lucky to have him, but you're right. All those years together, when, and that's going to be a special night. I mean, uh, sellout crowd. I mean, uh, that, that's going to be uh, that's going to be an emotional night for, for, the, for the fans, for the team, for everybody on Saturday night. It will be. You know, and a lot of former players, and uh, I mean, the Spectrum's a great atmosphere regardless. You know, I mean, when we played at Boise, Boise was sold out. They weren't naming a court for anybody. Someday they'll name it for Leon, but it wasn't that. But like it was still sold out, and uh, that's Mountain West basketball. But it it will be. It'll be a. It'll be an incredible night to have uh, Coach Morrill back in the building. We all think it's going to be the Leon Rice family court because you had Max, you have Cade. His wife's obviously very close, so Leon won't let us talk about it. But we always say one day he is the all-time winningest coach there. The Leon Rice and family, or Leon Rice family court, that has a nice little ring to it. Well, no, hey, I'll tell you what. Yeah, his his sons helped win him a lot of those games too. So, <laughs> no, that that's awesome. That's awesome. What what, what uh, just you know, you, you guys have been rolling along so good, and, and I know you don't want to look back too much. We're looking ahead, but you've been rolling along so good, and obviously in this league, you just you knew you're going to run into really good teams and hard places to play, and every game wasn't going to go perfect. And I, I assume you knew at some point you were going to face a stretch like this where you lose a game or two, and, and you're just trying to regroup and, and, and uh, get back on track here. I mean, how have the guys, after so much winning, to lose two games in a row like this, uh, what has been the mood around the team as you guys try to, try to you know, right the ship a little bit here? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's a little on edge, and it should be. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody's went into Viejas and won yet this year. Uh, you know, so like – you know, but like we have to we have to take care of our home court. And that's that's what the best teams in this league do. And is it hard? No question it is. But 
somebody's going to do it, and that team's the team that's going to win the championship. Um, yeah, there's still going to be stumbling blocks even in the next month. You know, we're not going to we're not going to win every game out from here on out. No team is. And so, you know, how you handle that mentally and and come back and compete each game, you know, that that'll that'll ultimately decide, you know, the standings in our in our conference. But I wasn't I just haven't been happy. I don't think we're we're not playing very hard. And uh, that's that's the biggest problem. Like I can handle missed shots and things like that. But like effort and things like that, like that's the stuff we have to correct. And everybody's tired in February and March and and we got to be able to fight through that. Danny Sprinkle, our guest, uh, Utah State head coach. And I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to screw up the interview. Her coach, I guess I'll throw it out there. But at Mountain West Media Days, you know, I only had time to interview about seven of the coaches. And I'm looking at the list. And you're a new coach. And you didn't have any players back. And you guys were picked near the bottom. And I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll own it. I, I passed on getting the chance to talk to you at Media Days. You could have easily said, ah, <laughs> screw you. I ain't doing the interview you know, with you on Friday. So I, I uh, appreciate you coming on, me along with, Everybody else certainly, uh, you know, was was wrong when it came to evaluating uh, your team this year. Uh, I, I know you've talked a lot about big picture stuff, but could could you have imagined this early being where you are right now and fight, tied for first place for a Mountain West title with five weeks to go and everything that you've done this quickly with such a new team? I mean, how, how do you uh, explain the you know as bad as it maybe the last week has seemed? You guys are still tied for first place in a good league, and, and you guys have had a heck of a season. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think everybody in the country's surprised. You know, I'm surprised. You know, like. <laughs> Nobody could have guessed this. And, and I've said it before, like, if you if you said that we would have been 19 and four, like you'd have been lying, you know, otherwise you would have put a lot of money in Vegas on us. But <laughs> it's, you know, but our, our group is they just kind of they found ways to win. They found ways to come together early, you know, and and like we won some really good games in the non-conference. You know, yeah, they weren't power five opponents, but like you look at the teams we beat, they're all winning their conferences, you know, and. San Francisco is a damn good team at Santa Clara. Damn good team. Gonzaga went into Santa Clara last time I checked and didn't win. You know, it's, it's a hard place to win. And so, you know, I'm proud of our guys and how they've, you know, more than anything, how they've just come together, you know, and now, you know, we, we hit a little adversity and now we got to really come together, you know, Saturday with a great Boise state team coming in. What did you guys do uh, in Boise two weeks ago? And it is crazy how quickly you guys are playing them again. Uh, uh, but what did you guys do to come in there and get that win in overtime that you need to replicate uh, again on Saturday? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we made some shots. Uh, you know, we got out and transitioned a little bit when we got some stops. You know, and anytime you play Boise, they're, they're, like, they're so good offensively and defensively. Like, you have to play a clean game. You can't turn the ball over. You know, you got to be able to, you know, match their physicality. You got to be able to guard them in the post and, throw different looks at them because they got a bunch of players that have seen every Dagenhart's seen every type of double team you can imagine, hmm. you know? And so like you have to, you have to mix it up and try to keep them off balance. And then at the end of the day, you have to hope they miss some shots, you know, which, which they did. They missed some shots that they usually do. Um, you know, so did we, but you know, and then at the end of the day, you know, just time ran out. <laughs> Thank goodness. But <laughs> uh, you know, and, and guys made plays, you know, their guys, Dagenhart made some huge threes to even get them back in the game. Ian Martinez made a huge play. Josh Aduja, it was a great college basketball game. Yeah. And you think about, you know, Darius Brown and coming into that game, he'd kind of been known for a little more of the assists and some of that stuff. Yeah. But I think he had 19 points in that game. Just he, he's as good of a point guard that's come into Extra Mile Arena all season uh, in terms of some of the things that he was doing. I, I know Grant gets a lot of the uh, attention and thought, but mm -hmm. uh, how nice is it to have a guy like Darius uh, there running things? Yeah, it's great. You know, like I said, we don't win that game without him. You know, he was aggressive that game. We need him to continue to be aggressive and even take shots, even if they're bad shots sometimes. Like, we need him to have that aggressiveness because our team feeds off him. And, uh, 
you know, but we've kind of been the, the sum of all of our parts all year, you know, like, yeah, great gets a lot of the attention because guys throw them the ball, you know, and, but when we're really good, it's Darius, it's Ian, it's Mason, it's, you know, Isaac Johnson, it's Josh Aduje. And when we get like four or five of the, five of those guys playing on a given night, you know, that's when we've been our best. I don't know if you know the history of Max Rice in the spectrum, but uh, the, the fans love Max Rice there in Logan for some reason. Uh, they got the daddy's <laughs> boys. They'll have the daddy's boys sign going, and they uh, you know, got on some podcasts. I think him and Tyson did and uh, infiltrated the chat and were, had plenty of uh, positive things to say about him, I'm sure. But uh, uh, what, what do you make of Max? He had the you know coach's kid. He's had an up-and-down year. He had the 35 against New Mexico, and uh, he was getting a little bit of heat here in Boise earlier in the season, missing some shots. But, uh, again, 35 in New Mexico, and as I said, this is his last game coming to the spectrum. I know he's uh, hopefully motivated to, to have a big game against you guys. It is. You know, I think, you know, when the opposing crowd gets on you, I think, you know, that's that's respect. If he wasn't a good player, they wouldn't be saying anything to him. And, <laughs> you know, I, I love his game. I really do. I think he's a tremendous player. He's an all-league guy. Um, you know, like I said, they, they don't win that game at New Mexico without him. You know, some of the shots he hits, um, you know, but I just think his his toughness, he's really gritty. You know, like when he comes and fouls you, he fouls you hard. Like you're not getting an and one. Like he's got that he's got that competitive, tough prick in him. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. You know, like I said, I mean, th those are the guys you, you love to coach. You know, those guys that just like take stuff personal. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be glad when we don't have to play against him. I will, you know. Our fans may love Haraz, all that. I'll be glad when he's not wearing that uniform. Well, you got one, maybe two. I guess if it's a title game or something, you'd take yeah. that, you know, in, in uh on the 16th of March. But uh you know, Boise State, they they you know fall at Colorado State and now they got to turn around another road game. What what what'd you see from them either in that game or maybe just what what are you seeing from them right now that uh in terms of how they're they're looking coming into this game? Yeah, I mean, I think the character of Boise State was showed after a tough loss when we beat them at their place and they go three days later and win in the pit, which nobody had won there this year. Like that shows a veteran mature team that has character and toughness, like real toughness. And, you know, I was really impressed by that. You know, they've been playing well, you know, they ran into a buzzsaw Colorado States, Colorado State's really good too, you know, and, you know, especially when they're playing in, in Moby arena, like when they get going, it, you know, it can get it can get ugly like a lot of places in this league. But, you know, those guys, you know, Colorado State made some made some big shots and, you know, that can happen to anybody. You know, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say Boise played necessarily bad, you yeah. know, but it's just one of those things. It's, it's hard to win on the road. And yeah, you mentioned the venues and stuff, but now a four-way tie for first place in this league coach with uh, anywhere from eight to 10 games left, depending on who's had the buy and who hasn't and stuff. But what, just, just this league, man, I know we talk about it, but every single night it's, it's a battle at home on the road. Doesn't matter. And I'm sitting there at Moby arena watching this game and I'm getting texts. Oh, do you see the Utah state score? Oh, are you seeing this New Mexico? I didn't think they'd go up and win by 20 at Wyoming. I mean, every night it's a, it's a crazy score and a crazy game. And as I said, you got, I think seven teams within one game of first place right now. I mean, what, how how uh how do you shape this thing up and just how we keep saying how good this league is but it's it's proven to be as as good and as even as it's been in a long time no it has and it's it's hard because there's going to be some really good teams finish 6th and 7th place cuz we're going to cannibalize each other you know everybody just beats each other up you know and and who know you know god forbid somebody you know has an injury or something but you know that can affect standings like it did last year at UNLV in New Mexico you know like those two teams were on you know dang near the bubble too, before they had some injuries. And so 
it uh you know you just have to you have to take it game by game you know like i tell you know some of our media, local media like i don't even want to look down the schedule like <laughs> a week or two because it gets it it gets disheartening like you're like oh my god we got them and then we got them we, no just take it one game at a time and the teams that do that and continue just to clean up a little bit of their deficiencies like those are going to be the teams that you know that win those close games in march did you realize what you were getting yourself into with this league when you when you came in here I did like I'd played in a lot of these venues. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think I played in every every single one of these venues. Now it's different when it's a conference game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like two years ago at Montana State, you know, we took you know New Mexico down to the last minute. Yeah. It's a whole different intensity, and the pit is different for a conference game. And uh, even Thomas and Mac Boise, you know, it was packed. You know, San Diego State's rocking, and so it uh. You know, it it definitely is. It's it's such a well coached league, and it's got it's got pros on every team. You know, and and the physicality, um, like I love it because like, and the refs let you play through it too. You know, through some of that physicality, yeah, um, which I think is going to help this team and uh, all the teams in the postseason. Just stay off the court, coach. No more technicals. Uh, the one in Boise there, uh, that was. Uh, I covered Boise State, but that was seemed like a weak. Don't, don't be trying to get me in trouble, man. The only the only. That was a weak technical, man. I'm just gonna. I'll say it. You don't have to. With a minute left in the game, that was that was ridiculous. But the only the only thing, and this is this is where Leon is way smarter than me. <laughs> Leon got his early enough to where Boise got ten straight calls and didn't commit a foul for twelve straight game minutes. If I would have known that, I would have got my tee way earlier. Looked like solid officiating to me, Coach. <laughs> now, appreciate your time as always, Danny. I'm sure uh, the game there in Logan is going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to get down there on Saturday. And and I know you got work to do, so we'll let you get back to that. But thanks so much, and good luck on Saturday the rest of the season. And, and obviously, uh, looking forward. It's going to be a fun one on Saturday. You bet. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate it. You bet. There he is. Uh, we appreciate Danny Sprinkle. And again, five weeks from today, we will be at Stadium Swim. RSVP reigns at BroncoNationNews.com. By the way, not to make you jealous, I'll be at Stadium Swim in about 50 hours uh, to watch the Super Bowl. So uh, super excited to get down there on Sunday after the game tomorrow night in Logan. Uh, but uh, join us for... Uh, the Mountain West Tournament, Friday, March 15th. We'll have a pool party outside all day. Johnny and Prater doing their show. We'll have giveaways. As I mentioned, if you're a paying subscriber, we may have uh, some light uh, appetizers and a beverage or two for you and uh, going to uh, have a great time. And again, it's like a $50 cover charge. We can get you in for free uh, if you RSVP to Reigns at BroncoNationNews.com. And uh, if you are wanting to stay at Circa, they do have limited rooms left at Circa and the D. It's about 200 a night at Circa. It's about 80 a night at the D. Uh, both are well, well worth it. Um, and I can give you 15% off if you uh, send me a uh, an email and say that you're interested. So that's reigns at bronconationnews.com. Uh, we continue along here. I got a couple more of your comments we want to get to. Let's see what else uh, Jay doing the cannonball. Maybe he will. We'll have to see about that. Um, Tyree's asking the scramble of the golf tournament. Yes, four-man scramble, traditional thing. It's not really about winning the tournament. It's There's not really a lot of great prizes or anything. It's just about coming out and having fun and helping raise some money for charity and maybe meeting some of your uh, favorite athletes or coaches and just kind of having a good time. So uh, we're going to make some small changes to it this year, but it'll be largely the same if you've been in the past and looking forward to that. We are going to have uh, different uh, signups for morning versus afternoon and maybe even a different price. Uh, based on the sponsorships and things like that. So uh, it's going to be fun. We'll tell you more about it. Uh, probably going to wait till basketball season ends to put the tickets on sale just so I can focus on 
getting the season over with first, but put it on your calendar, make plans. May 31st is going to be the uh, day of the golf tournament. I will take uh, folks that are interested in the whole sponsorships or uh, any bigger sponsorships as well. If you want to be a sponsor of the tournament, um, get a whole sponsorship, maybe give something away at one of the holes for your business. You can reach out to me, Reigns at BroncoNationNews.com. Would love to uh, talk to you. Uh, also a question about uh, Leon talking today. Yes, Leon talks today at 1230. Uh, it's going to be over in the Varsity Center today, I believe. They're getting ready for the Jeff Dunham uh, event tonight at Taco Erita Extra Mile Arena, so it's not available. Uh, but we will be over in the uh, Boise State offices talking to Leon Rice at 1230. And as I said, I'm going to talk to Tim Durier as well and have some of that on the pregame show tomorrow about what uh, Utah State means to him and Stu Morrill and, and uh, their connection there ahead of the court being dedicated for the longtime legendary coach uh, tomorrow night at Utah State. So appreciate you guys for checking us out. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll have a story up later today as well, getting you set for the game tomorrow. And then it is uh, off to Logan tomorrow morning for Boise State and Utah State. Big one in the Mountain West. Enjoy the games tonight, by the way, as well. You got uh, San Diego State. Uh, on the road, as we said, at Nevada. You also got uh, Colorado State hosting San Jose State as well. And then tomorrow night, Fresno is at Air Force, so that's in the afternoon, I guess. UNLV is at New Mexico. That could be an interesting one. And then 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1, Boise State and Utah State to wrap up a, a big weekend in the Mountain West. So appreciate you guys. Go uh, subscribe if you can. BNN 50 deal is that promo code. And again, uh, $50 gets you a full year subscription and gets you entered to win some great prizes. We'll do our next subscriber giveaway tomorrow night. We got some camping chairs. We got some gift cards to the James, to Taco Bell. Uh, we'll be giving away some stuff on the pregame show tomorrow night for yearly subscribers. So you still have about uh, you know 36 hours or whatever to go ahead and take the plunge and jump in as a subscriber. And we'd love to have you. And we're going to culminate it next week with our uh, giveaway. We need 60 subscribers. Help us get to 1,000, folks. We're at 940. I would love to get to 1,000 by the uh, end of basketball season. We need 60 of you uh, to help out. $50, BNN, 50 deal, and uh, you're entered to win private jet trip for two for the final game of the regular season, along with a lot of great other uh, daily emails and exclusive content and uh, things like that as well. So appreciate you guys uh, for watching. Thanks for all the comments. And uh, we will talk to you guys from Logan tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Full hour-long pregame show starts around 7 o'clock tomorrow with Abe Jackson. And we'll have a lot of uh, other interviews and content set for you as well. So join us from Logan tomorrow at 7. And uh, appreciate you guys. Take care. Bronco Nation News Live at Bronco Nation News dot com.